Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, we're going to give the Lord some praise. We're going to lift his name up on high. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We want to welcome you to our in-person service as well as those who are watching by live stream today. Listen, God is still in the blessing business. Anybody believe that the Lord is still in the blessing business? Amen. And we ought to rejoice in the goodness of the Lord today. He didn't have to wake you up, but here you are today. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to lift my hand to give God praise in the house of the Lord. Amen. Bible says in Psalm 150 to praise ye the Lord and praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent grace. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. Come on, let's lift his name up in song. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Thank you. 
to know that you've had to try somebody else probably more than once and found out that it always seems to come up short but when it comes to Jesus it may not come when you want him but you have the blessed assurance that he's going to come right on time let us pray Heavenly Father, we thank you again for another glorious day you've created. Boy, you can make a day. <laughs> the flowers, the trees, the, the grass, the skies, the sun, the moon, the stars, the mountains, the rivers, the lakes, the streams, the cities and and all in between, dear Lord, it's all you. And we're just giving you the praise right now. Mother, mighty God, we serve. Inviting the Holy Spirit into this service. Fill this place, dear Lord. Like a mighty rushing wind, dear Lord, from heart to heart and from breast to breast, dear Lord. Let us realize you are closer than a brother, dear Lord. And when things look tough, you're even closer. You promise never to leave us, never to forsake us, dear Lord. We're standing on your promises right now. We have nowhere else to turn. Can't nobody do us like you, dear Lord. So do us, Lord. You know our needs. You know our wants before we even ask, dear Lord. Fill us to overflow. Bless the pastor, dear Lord. Give him the strength and the courage, conviction, dear Lord, to keep pressing on this Christian journey. We need to hear a word today, dear Lord. And that word needs to be delivered through the gift of the Holy Spirit, dear Lord. Bless him. His family and all his concerns, dear Lord. And we're praying days are over. No more left to say, dear Lord. Come and get us. Take us home. And that's sweet by and by. Weeping will be no more no more trouble, no more strife, no more sickness, no more pain. See our loved ones there, dear Lord. Oh, what a day, what a day. And we hope to hear you say that good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I now will make you ruler over many. We ask all of this in the holy and righteous name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
our responsive reading. We're blessed with responsive reading. We're blessed with the Word of God. And it's entitled The Lord's Supper, this being the first Sunday of March, taken from 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter. And it begins like this. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was portrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another, everyone. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together unto condemnation. And the rest will I set in order when I come. for our congregational hymn number 325. We'll understand it better by and by. Amen.
stand it better by and by. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. When the morning comes, what a mighty God that we serve. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. There are some things that we may not understand right now, but by and by, when it's all said and done, we'll understand it. Somebody say better. We'll understand it better by and by. Amen. We uh, want to welcome you this morning. We're going to have our official welcome this morning by Deacon Mike and Deaconess Irma Shannon. Amen. Let's welcome them as they come. Good morning, church. Good morning. Isn't it a blessed day, especially if you're in the house of the Lord? I'd like to officially welcome the visitors who are joining with us here in the sanctuary and also online. Good morning. Um, is there anyone who is a visitor for the first time? And if you are, would you mind standing, um, maybe giving your name and your church affiliation, and maybe just a word from the Lord. Oh, how wonderful. Therefore, let's start on my left, please. Amen. Thank you, Emma. Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm so glad we have visitors today and that you will willing to stand and share with us where you're from. Um, I hope that the next time that you're in the area that you feel the need to come and visit with us again. We always believe in making you feel welcome and making you feel part of who you are. My husband will be next. <laughs> All right, here it is. This first time, you're a visitor. The next time, your family. Enjoy the service. Amen. Let the church say amen. 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 We certainly are blessed. want to thank uh, Deacon Mike and Sister Irma Shannon. Amen for our welcome. And those of you who are visiting with us for the very first time, we thank God uh, for you. Uh, here visiting with Sister Shirley. Amen. Who's going to receive the right hand of fellowship uh, for the day. Shirley, you have a twin with you. Is that your twin with you? Huh? Those are two daughters? Okay, well, listen, I, I can see the connection in, in there. <laughs> and so we are just so grateful and thankful to have each and every one of you here this morning. Let me tell you something. Woke up this morning, sun was shining, amen. Now, I hate to say it, but it is, it is what it is. Got a little arthritis. <laughs> Amen. 
and it, it was talking to me this morning, but I'm here, amen. You are here in the house of the Lord, amen. And so we are just grateful and thankful. You know, our church theme here at Second Baptist uh, for 2024 is that we are sharing God's love. And it is my prayer that throughout this year that we will focus on that, that we will put it into practice and to share God's love. Amen. Our uh, children's church is resuming. It's going to resume on next Sunday. Uh, our children will be dismissed uh, out, uh, those from pre-K to grade 2 and the beginners and our juniors classes from uh, grades 3 to 6 and then our senior classes from grades 7 to 12. And so we are excited to get started. Matter of fact, our teachers who are here, uh, we'll meet with you after church and the fellowship hall. So please make sure to stay with us uh, for today. But we are excited. Uh, we have a good group of teachers, and we are just grateful and thankful uh, for those who uh, stepped up to uh, serve in that capacity. We greatly appreciate it. You know, this month, <clears throat> Easter comes early. It's going to take place at the, uh, the end of the month. So I want us to make sure that we focus on our Holy Week schedule that will be coming up soon. Uh, on Sunday, March 24th, is Palm Sunday. We will have palms here to distribute. Uh, make sure that you please come out and join us. We have a Good Friday service of seven last words of Christ that's going to take place on Friday, March the 29th, uh, here at our church at 12 noon. So I'm not going to tell you how long it lasts, but you, you go read the Bible and figure out how long the Lord was on, on the cross. Amen. So come on out and join us then for a Good Friday service. Uh, we have a youth Easter egg hunt that's going to take place that Saturday, March the 30th at noontime. And then we have a sunrise service on Easter at 7 o'clock a.m. There is a breakfast that's going to follow uh, that and then we're going to have our celebration worship service at 10.30 a.m. So we have a lot going on, and I desire your participation, your attendance to be with us and to come into the house of the Lord. we got a lot to be thankful for, church, and we ought to be grateful and thankful for all that the Lord has done. Uh, we do need some help with our Easter egg hunt. Uh, if you reach out uh, to uh, my daughter, uh, Danielle Limble, uh, she's helping to organize that for us uh, from nursery through grade six. So reach out to her. There are some things that uh, they need. Uh, so it'll be a great and an enjoyable time for our young people. Amen. Let's uh, think about today not only how good God has been to us, but how he has provided for us. Amen. I mean, he's blessed us in so many ways. And, and God just asks us just to give a portion back to him. You know, in the New Testament, it says that everything that we have, it belongs to the Lord. I did say everything. Everything that we have belongs to him. So as we get ready to give, and for those of you who are visiting, uh, those who are in person, uh, we have an offertory box that is located in the back of the church, so we put no pressure on you, you know. But before you leave for today, please make sure that you deposit your tithes and your offerings in the offertory box at the back of the church. For those who are watching by live stream, uh, just click on your tithely giving button right there on the website. You can give your tithes and offering. Or uh, those who would like to send it in by mail, that is fine as well. God is blessing us here at Second Baptist. We are grateful and thankful for all that he has done. And we pray that the Lord will speak to your heart today. 
that we will be cheerful givers, giving back unto the Lord. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we just want to thank you for allowing us an opportunity to give, God. We ask that you would speak to our hearts, Father, and for us to realize that everything we have, it comes from you. So help us, Lord God, to be gracious and kind and loving in our giving, helping others, those who stand in need as well, Father God. And we pray, God, that you would help us to be good stewards of that which is received, that we might glorify you while we are here on earth. So we ask, God, that you bless both the gift and the giver, bless those who gave or going to give, and bless those who have a desire to give but had it not. For we ask these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. You know, one of the blessings of the church is when the church receives new members and those who have received and accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. We are so blessed today to have Sister Shirley ready. And Sister Shirley is going through her new members classes, amen. And uh, we are just excited to have her here as she is coming into fellowship at Second Baptist Church of Doolstown. So we're going to invite Sister Shirley, if, if you will come forward at this time and just turn to face the congregation uh, while we come down and share this special time with you. Amen. You know, what a blessing it is to be able to have those who not only have received Jesus Christ as a personal Savior, but come into fellowship and to unite in fellowship. And we are just so blessed to have Sister Shirley Redding, amen, who has come into fellowship with us. And uh, just to see Sister Shirley out there smiling, amen. Her family members are here uh, with her today, and we are grateful and thankful for that. And uh, whoever, who stood is at Second Baptist Bristol. All right, that's my good friend, Pastor Jones. We are having lunch uh, this coming week, as a matter of fact. Oh, amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm sure I've seen you over the years uh, down there at Second Baptist then of Bristol. And so we are just grateful and thankful. We appreciate you coming and sharing with Sister Shirley. Our deacons have a presentation that they would like to make it this time following then our deaconess.
Has Paul given us some welcoming music? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God our Father, we just want to say thank you for Sister Shirley. We thank you, Lord God, for you uh, placing her here at Second Baptist, Father God. And uh, we know it's not by accident, it's not by coincidence, it's not by happenstance, but you saw fit to have her here with us. And Lord, we just pray that you would just bless her and uh, that you would use her, Lord God, the gifts and talents that you have blessed her with, that she will offer back up to you. And Lord, we just ask that you would continue to watch over her. Bless her, watch over her family, Lord God. We ask that you would continue to be with them and with her Second Baptist Church, a dual-found family. And so we give you praise, we give you thanks, and we give you glory. These things we offer unto you in the precious name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sister Shirley. Amen. God bless you. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Sister Shirley. Thank God for all of his blessings for a gift. Thank God for a gift that God has given Pastor Paul. Amen. And that he uses that gift to uplift our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So uh, let's welcome as Sister Zanisha and Pastor Paul come and, and share the gift that God has given them. We have a prayer by Deacon and other selection, and we need to hear a word from the Lord. Amen.
when my back was against the wall and it looked as if it was over you you made a way and i am standing here and it's only because you You deserve the love and mercy you've shown, but your grace was strong enough to pick me up, and you, you made away. When my back was against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, you, you made away. against the wall and it looked as if it was over you you made away and we are standing here and it's only because you made away you Deserve the love and mercy you show, but your grace was strong enough to pick us up, and you, you made our way. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, you. 
we're standing here, and we're standing here, and it's only because you, you made a way, you made a way. When our backs were, when our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, you, you made a way. And we're standing here, and we're standing here, and it's only because you made a way. And you now you cause walls to fall with your power. You're and there is nothing that is impossible. And we are standing here, and it's only because you made a way. You move mountains, you cause walls to fall.
Again, good morning. Please bow your heads and join me in a word of prayer. Father God, we come before you giving you all praise, honor, and glory. We thank you for allowing us to wake up and see a bright and sunny day. A day full of hope and promise. Father, we pray for those who are sick, shut in, incarcerated, those who have the desire to be with us in worship today, but for reasons known and unknown cannot be. Father, we pray for this church family as it continues to practice Christ and cultural humility, that it may be visible to others that all might see. Father, we pray for our pastor as he delivers the word. We all need to hear a word from you. Give him the words to speak and give us the mind and the intellect to accept and incorporate it in our daily living. And Father, when we've gone, when we've completed this journey, we've gone the last mile of the way, we pray that you will say, well done, thou good and faithful servants, that we may, we may come in and be with you for the rest of eternity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You came along and you put me 
Thank you, Chief. Come on, 
let's give the Lord some praise. There's nothing, nothing, nothing better than you, God. Amen. With every head bowed, every heart made as humble as you can. Turn to God, we just want to say thank you for being the kind of God that loves us the way that you do that we're able to realize on this day that there's nothing, nothing better than you. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, and for his shed blood on Calvary's cross. Thank you, Lord, for paying our sin debts in full. Lord, we need to hear a word from you today. If there's anyone under the sound of my voice, does not know you personally in the pardoning of their sins. I pray, God, that upon your word coming forth, someone will cry out this morning, Lord God, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? We ask this in the mighty, matchless, marvelous name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, we're going to put our hands together. Let the church say amen. We want to thank uh, Pastor Paul and Zanisha, amen, Brother Chris, back there on the drums, and just blessing us in, in song and the gifts that we have that they're utilizing to worship you, Lord, and we just say thank you, God, for all of the blessings. Thank God for each and every one of you who are here today, amen. I said before, it's not by coincidence, it's not by happenstance, not by an accident that you're here today. But God woke you up this morning to be here in the house of the Lord. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. Glad to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many of you for Lent uh, decided that you were going to stay away from something? I, I talked to a few of you, and, and some of you for Lent. Uh, stop doing some things uh, during the course of Lent, amen, and uh, for some, they stop watching the news, amen, uh, y'all hear what I say, <laughs> stop, stop watching the news, because the news is disturbing, amen, and disturbs me when I, matter of fact, I get all riled up when I watch the news, and you know, our society today is a mess. And it's a dangerous place in so many ways, amen. Our society puts a lot of pressure on us to live like the world lives, amen. I don't care what you're watching or what you're doing, wherever you are, somebody's always trying to get you to live like the world, amen. Temptations are all around us. Look to your left, to your right, up, down, back, behind you, all around, amen. There's temptations. There's pressures that are on us to try to get us to move away from what we know is right. And even the children of God are struggling, amen. You all are children of God. Has anybody struggled in this life, amen? Come on in here, somebody. I said, has anybody ever struggled in this life? Many are under pressure, on the verge of an explosion, amen. You know how we wound up, we a little tight. Don't take much to get us going, amen. I'm talking about we as children of the Lord. It don't take much. You know, that self that we have, how many of you know it's really right up underneath your skin? 
You let somebody say the wrong thing to you. I'm preaching to myself. Amen. I'm from Pittsburgh. Some of that bird might come out in me. Amen. (laughs) Many of us are really just a few degrees away from losing it. When you can't stand the heat, but folk don't know how to get out the kitchen. Amen. Many of us have given in. No longer have the integrity that a Christian ought to have. Matter of fact, we don't even use that term much anymore. Integrity. Amen. But the Bible speaks about a man named Job. Many of you are familiar with Job and all of the trials and tribulations, the troubles that he's gone through and went through. Amen. But over in Job chapter 27, I want to share just five verses of that text. Because Job had something deep inside of him. Somebody say integrity. That showed up on the outside. If you'd be so kind to stand with me uh, for the reading of God's word. We look at the book of Job in the 27th chapter, verses 1 to 5. You will find these words recorded there. For the word of God says, Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, As God liveth, who hath taken away my judgment? And the Almighty who hath vexed my soul. All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove mine integrity from me. Where it says, God forbid that I should justify you. Till I die, I will not remove mine integrity from me. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, hold on to your integrity. Amen. Tell somebody this morning to hold on to your integrity. Amen, somebody. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm talking to old school folks today, amen, because ain't nobody today talk about integrity. Don't even know what it means, amen. But those of us who grew up with parents, that's what they drilled in us, that you have to have some integrity, amen, to mean what you say and and, and do what you say, amen. Some integrity, amen, somebody. I need to ask you this morning, church, are you holding on to your integrity, amen? Matter of fact, that's the question that was posed to a grieving Job by his wife. She wanted to know if Job was going to hold fast to God. She wanted to know if he was going to claim that he had not sinned against him in spite of all of his suffering. And so she asked Job this question, why don't you just curse God and die? And although Job was tormented and he was miserable, he went through some things. Amen. But he held on anyhow. And our text says that he said, till I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. Amen. So what I want to do this morning, church, is I want to look at what true Christian integrity is. Because true Christian integrity should be embraced by believers. Amen. 
Uh, our text says that Job won the admiration of God because he was blameless and upright, that he feared God and he shunned evil and he held fast to his integrity. Amen. And today, as believers in God's gospel, we are likewise, church, summoned to embrace personal integrity. Amen. Because here in the book of Job, he paints a picture of God's style of integrity. Not man's style, but God's style of integrity. And that God's style of integrity is a necessary ingredient for credibility in the Christian life. Amen? Because like Job, committed believers will embrace God and His truth if you're going to hold on to Him. Amen? And it seems today, when you look out in our society today, it seems that the values of modern society have slipped away and people are asking Christians, are you real? People are asking Christians, can I trust what you say and what you appear to be? Amen in here, somebody. Christians bear the responsibility of demonstrating unquestionable character before man and God. Amen? And in the struggle of everyday cares and toils, it's easy for us to fall away from living a good life for God. Amen? There are so many ways that we can uh, get trapped up and move away from God. There's a struggle that goes on in our day, and we got to be careful that we don't fall into the trap of being dishonest. Amen? I hear somebody. Can, can I preach like I need to preach this morning? Because it's easy for us to fall in the habit of telling lies and living a dishonest life. Y'all hear what I said? Amen. You know for Lent, God told some of you to stop watching some of that stuff on TV. Can I get a witness in here this morning? Amen, somebody. You see, but mature Christians will avoid living a lie. Amen. Now, let me tell you how it is, how it's possible to live the life of an impure mind. Amen, somebody. Now, we know that committing sin is wrong. We know that. That committing sin is wrong. And, and that's easy for us to understand that. Amen. But what we need to know, church, is that it's equally wrong to harbor sin in our heart. Amen, somebody. We're harboring sin in our heart. When when hurtful things and impure thoughts run around in your mind and when they're in your heart, they eventually develop into secret sins. And those secret sins that you have, they got to be purged out, they got to be forgiven, and they have to be forsaken. Amen, somebody. And the truth is, there are Christians that have some secret sins. Don't get quiet on me this morning and hear somebody, amen. But not only that, listen to me, because when you live with an unrepentant attitude, amen, you're living a lie. Listen to me. Your attitude can either be a good friend or it can be a dangerous enemy. Amen in there, somebody. Because when you have a hardened attitude, amen, when you let your attitude go unchecked, y'all ever run into somebody whose attitude was unchecked? And then, and then you felt your role was that you got to check them. <laughs> Amen, somebody. <laughs> and got the nerve to say, well, I just lost my religion for, for a moment. Amen in here, somebody. <laughs> oh, we do it. I said we. <laughs> Amen in here, somebody. But when you let your attitude go unchecked, it can become like a deadly disease. 
It'll eat you up. Amen, somebody. And the truth is, there are some Christians, there are some of us with some bad attitudes. And they try to hide their bad attitudes by pretending to be someone other than what they really are. Amen. What they do is they spoil their integrity. Amen. You've heard me say it many times that sooner or later, Jack going to jump out the box. Amen. You could try to hide it if you want, but sooner or later, the real, somebody say the real you, <laughs> the real you is going to come out. Amen. Church, are you holding on to your integrity? Amen. Now, listen, there's another way that we live a lie, and that's by deception. Some of us are sneaky with that deception. Amen. Now, watch this. According to the writer of Proverbs 26, 24, and I'm going to put it up. Listen to what it says. That enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbor deceit. Somebody say deception. Amen. Sometimes folks call it a partial truth. I just told them, or a little white lie. Y'all heard it. Say it. Matter of fact, you probably said it. I just told a little white lie. Can I tell you this morning? It's still a lie. Amen in here, somebody. The truth is, it's easy to mislead people. People can be misled by a look. They can be misled by a sign or a gesture. They can be misled even by your silence. Amen. And most people are easily fooled, especially by those that we trust. Amen in here, somebody. But to deliberately mislead destroys the credibility of the one who's doing the misleading. Amen, somebody. We have to be careful as Christians that we don't live a lie. Amen. And a lie of lacking in love. We said that our church theme this year is sharing God's love. Amen. We got to be careful that we don't live a lie of not sharing God's love. Amen. Because love is the theme of our Christian living. And God requires us to be genuine in our love for one another. You can't fake that, amen. You can try. That's why you got so many divorces and all that today, amen. Because folks kind of fake love in a relationship, amen. The Bible says, God says that love is, is God's greatest commandment. And acting it out demonstrates the indwelling of Christ inside of you. Amen, somebody. And, and I hate to say it, but, but it's true. Because unfortunately, too many Christians have a love that's shallow. Or a love that's short-lived or reserved only for certain people. Amen in here, somebody. But listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 5, 2. Listen to what he says. He says, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Amen. You see, if you go around pretending that you're walking in love, then you're being dishonest. Amen. And again, Paul mentioned the truth about our walk with God in, in verse uh, 8, Ephesians 5, 8. Listen to what it says. For we were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. Amen. Listen to me. When you are following Christ, you're going to be convicted of the need to have a strong character. Amen. Have you ever looked in the mirror at yourself or looked at your life? Amen. And you realize that I'm not living the way that God asked me to live or desired me to live. Now, what are you going to do about it? Amen. That we need to do something about it. Amen. 
And so when you're following Christ, he's going to have to convict you to live a life where you have a strong character. Amen. And that when you are following Christ, you're going to be able to stand before the court of your own conscience and be able to return a not guilty verdict in your own heart. Amen, somebody. And when you have a strong character and when you maintain your integrity, amen, you're going to be able to be like Job and stand before men and not claim a sinless life, but claim a forgiven life. Amen. Is anybody glad that you can have a forgiven life in Christ Jesus? Amen. God doesn't leave the world ignorant of his truth. He lets us know what he's talking about. Because his word and his works are right and they're correct. Amen, somebody. And he desires that our creation know and live by the truth. We don't live by the truth today anymore. Amen. Even growing up, it was a little shaky, but... Uh, folk, usually you could go down to your neighbor, ask them a question, and be pretty sure that they're going to give you the right answer. They're going to tell you the truth. we running around trying to sugarcoat everything instead of trying to tell somebody the truth of what the situation is. Now, you don't always have to tell somebody the truth. You know me, when your heart's not right and you're trying to tell them something just so that you can get at them, y'all know what I'm talking about in here. But when the truth is in you, we got to share God's truth. Amen, somebody. God has revealed his true nature in us through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus said, didn't he say that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. You see, truth in the scriptural sense here means more than the absence of lying. It means complete revelation. Amen, somebody. And Jesus Christ completed the revelation of God on our behalf. So we serve a God, church, who's honest. As Denise was singing, there's nobody better than God. Amen. We serve a God who's honest. We serve a God who's pure. We serve a God who's dependable. Amen. And Jesus Christ embodies all of those qualities. Amen. He has the kind of qualities, church, that go far beyond the ability of our human mind to comprehend. We really can't comprehend how great God is. We really can't comprehend how loving God is. When we look at ourselves and the things that we have done in our lives, amen, and then we realize that God blessed us even in spite of ourselves. And I I don't know about you, but when I look back over my life and I look at the things that God has done, When I look at where I should be, what I could have been, where I should be, but here I am today still standing. And all I can do is give God praise and say, thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Amen. He manifested his father's purity and holiness in his walk on the earth. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. He was the perfect example. Amen. I was reading over the book of Peter and and, and Peter, 1 Peter 1, 15, 16. Listen to what it says. It says, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. Amen. Church, that means we need to be obedient to God by imitating his son. Amen, somebody. And when you imitate Jesus, that's the time that you can produce excellence in your character. Amen. Because God can work with you when you follow him. How many of you believe that? God can work with you when you follow him. 
He can work miracles in your life when you turn everything over to him. The reason why we still got so much mess in our life, so many problems, so much turmoil and things, because we don't turn it over to the Lord. We're sitting around trying to figure out how I can work it out. Trying to put everything together. Here's my A solution. Here's my B solution. Here's my C solution. But how many of you know that the Lord works in X, Y, and Z? That God can do the impossible. Amen. When folks thought that you were nothing, God saw the beauty in you. When they told you that you would never amount to anything in your life, God knew that he could still use you. But church, you got to hold on to your what? Your integrity. Amen. Because God's indestructible word, it's alive with truth today. Amen. And I want to tell you, God's book, the Bible, is the best book you ever going to buy. Amen. You know how Oprah has her book club? Amen. Everybody running to see what Oprah reading and, and, and all of that. Well, I want to tell you that this Bible, God's word, is the best book that you can ever buy. Hallelujah. Because it's a down-to-earth book written about human relationships. It's a documentation of experiences of people who came to know God uh, by, be, by believing in him. The Bible is our measuring rod of right and wrong. It's our measuring rod of truth and falseness. It's our measuring rod of light and darkness. Amen. And not only that, but it contains the thoughts of God. It is a book to be read for wisdom. It's a book to be read for safety and holiness. Amen. Where are my Bible study folks in here? Come on in here, somebody. Because my Bible study folks will tell you that when you get into the habit of studying God's word, you won't be able to put it down. Can I get a witness in here, somebody? Because either the word of God will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the word. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Amen. Satan doesn't want you to study, uh, doesn't want you to study God. What he'll, uh, he'll do everything he can to distract you. That's why it is. Even when you come to church, you ever notice how sleepy you get as soon as the word of God is reading? Amen. You ever notice when you get down on your knees to pray, you wind up falling asleep down there and looking around, hope nobody saw you, you're ashamed. Hey, can, I, am I, can I preach to somebody this morning? Amen. You see, early in the Bible, Satan revealed himself to be God's enemy and the enemy of truth. Amen. And as Christ is the embodiment of truth, Satan is the embodiment of that which is false. Amen, somebody. That's why the Bible calls him a liar and the father of lies. And matter of fact, he even lies to God. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Amen. Because he had the audacity to stand before God's throne even now, accusing believers of their wrongdoing. Amen, somebody. Listen to what the word says. The word says, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say that now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God Day and night, he has been hurled down. And when I read that, all I could say was, thank you, Jesus, uh, that when Satan comes to accuse you of being you, uh, when Satan comes to you and begins to accuse you of the things that you have done. And the reality is, when I look back at some of the things, uh, he was somewhat right on some of the things that I had done. 
Uh, he was correct on some of the things I had done, but I thank God that I have an advocate, that Jesus Christ uh, stood up for me and said, I know he had messed up some things over here, and I know he may have done some things over there, but he turned his heart and his life over to me. And so now, no matter what's going on in his situation, I can thank God for being God all by himself. Is there anybody here today who don't mind giving God praise and thanking God for being God all by himself? Because when you look back over your life and you begin to do what God has asked you to do, when the Holy Spirit begins to move in your life, because it's the Holy Spirit, church, that keeps you up and for the fight for truth. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to keep holding on to God. Because when you're on the battlefield of life, when the soldier of the cross is weary, walk on the battle, when it seems like uh, you can't go on, then the Holy Spirit of God uh, takes over. Come on and give God praise and gives you the wisdom. It gives you to know the right path. Jesus promises disciples that when they left him, God would send the Holy Spirit. And when God sends his spirit, God begins to manifest in your life. I wish I had somebody in here today, but I'm mind giving God praise and thanking God for the blessings, thanking God for the truth. Thanking God for being God all by himself. Thanking God for his love. Thanking God for his grace. Thanking God for his mercy. Thanking God for his compassion. Thanking God for his understanding. Because when you look back over your life and begin to think of the goodness of God, I don't know about you, but I feel like raising my hands and saying, Thank you, Jesus, for all of your blessings. Somebody come on and give the Lord praise. Stand with me today. Hallelujah. So my brothers and my sisters, hold on. Hold on to your integrity. Don't you let nobody turn you around. Listen to me. Don't let Satan have his way in your life. Worship God in the beauty of holiness. And thank Jesus Christ for all of his blessings. Church, hold on. Hold on. Hold on to your integrity. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. There may be someone here today, and the Lord is speaking just to you. There's been some questions about your integrity. God is speaking to your heart right now. And his desire is for you to surrender all to him. Pastor Paul, you know it. One day I shall wear a crown. Our deacons are going to come down the aisle right now and their arms are outstretched. They're inviting and encourage you that if you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, now is the time to surrender your heart, to surrender your life to him. Amen. These deacons are going now. They just want to encourage you, to invite you, to let you know that you're not alone. Amen. That our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ walks with you each and every step of the way. So if this message was speaking just to you today, 
Jesus is the answer. If we will just confess our sin and invite Jesus Christ in, he can make a difference in your life. Amen? He can make a difference in your life. Maybe you live in this community. You are searching for a church home. And the Lord is speaking just to you right now. I want you to come just as you are. The Lord will take care of everything else. Amen. Is there one today? The Lord is speaking just to you. Just come just as you are. God will take care of the rest. Amen, somebody. What a mighty God that we serve. When it's all over. Amen. 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 What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. 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 Maybe there's another that the Lord is speaking to. He's speaking just to you in your heart. God is able to change things. To hold on to your integrity. Is there another? You all may be seated. Amen. My son-in-law. Amen. And my daughter, who's crying, Danielle. God is able. How many of you know that God is able? Is there anything you want? Thank you. Uh, thank you, church family. Uh, you are my church family, and uh, just would like to say, Daniel, I love you publicly. Just through life, um, I feel like I've, I've stepped away from uh, what I'm supposed to be doing, which is living for God. Uh, and I'd like to do that uh, starting now. Amen. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, God, for your grace for your mercy. We thank you for speaking to Nick's heart as we think about just holding on to our integrity. We ask God that you would just bless him and bless Danielle and be with them, Lord God, and just hold them up and use them, Lord God, in a mighty way. We thank you, God, that you are a God who loves us even in spite of ourselves. And, God, we know that it's your love and your grace and your mercy that moves in our heart and in our spirit. And, Lord, thank you for always opening the door for us to return back to you, God. And we're grateful and we thank you, God, for that. We all have sinned. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. And God, we just ask that you would bless not 
only Nick and Danielle and their family, but bless each and every one of us. Help us, God, in this time in which we live, where the world is enticing us to move away from you. Help us, God, to hold on to our integrity and to love you and to live our lives for you. We ask that you will continue to bless and keep each and every one of us. In the precious name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, amen, amen. I know that Nick has already accepted Jesus Christ as his personal Savior, but we want to welcome him in officially to Second Baptist Church in Newell Amen. And we will be in touch with you after service to uh, get your information. Matter of fact, I got your information. <laughs> Amen. And, and all, but we won't have you fill out the paperwork anyhow. Amen. I'm going I'm to look it over too. <laughs> Amen. But we just thank God for all of his blessings. Amen. Come on, let's thank God again. Come on, let the church say amen. We're going to ask of the deacons and deaconess at this time prepare themselves for the period of Holy Communion. And as they're preparing themselves, we need to prepare our hearts, our mind, and our spirit. As we partake of communion, we ought not take it lightly. If there's some things that are holding you back from serving God the way that you should, or if you're holding something against someone else that the Bible says that you need to be excused from the service, amen, and go get it reconciled. So we ask and we pray that we would ask the Lord, Lord, help us to have a clean heart, amen. Upon the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus and they said unto him, Master, where shall thou we prepare to eat the Passover? 
Jesus said unto them to go into the city to, to such a man and to say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will eat the Passover at thy house along with thy disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Jesus sat down with the twelve, and he said unto them, As often as ye eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death till we come. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of this bread and drink of this cup. We will have a prayer of thanksgiving for the bread and the wine by Deacon Robin Busby. sermons that I decided to give my life to Jesus and I came in front of the cross and knelt down I asked for forgiveness and he gave that forgiveness to me and I remember the weight of the chains falling off my body hatred, anger deceit and then Father I remember Jesus turning to Satan and saying, give me the title to his soul. Jesus took that title and handed it to his father and said, Robin has asked for my forgiveness. My blood has covered his sins. He is now mine. So I do remember that, Father. I also remember that you told us that you would rise in three days. everyone been served? On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it unto them, saying, Take eat, this is my body that was broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Let us eat together.
Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it and gave it unto them, saying, Take, drink, this is my blood that was shed for many for the remission of sins. This do in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out and up into the Mount of Olives. If you be so kind to stand at this time. Let us look to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Father God, for what our eyes have seen. We thank you for what our ears have heard. We thank you, Lord, for the songs that have been sung, for the prayers that have been prayed. And, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Brother Nick, Lord God, and we just ask that you would continue to be with him, strengthen him in his heart, Lord God, and encourage him, and let him know, Lord God, that you are there with him, that you'll never leave him nor forsake him, Father God. And, Lord, we just want to say thank you for this opportunity to come together and to partake of this communion, this Lord's Supper, Father God. And we just want to say we thank you. We thank you, Father God, as you asked us to remember. And help us, Lord God, to remember that you are going to return again, just like you said that you would. And so, Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honors. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Let the church say, Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May he lift up the light of his countenance upon thee and give thee peace both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. All of those who are going to be serving in our children's church will meet back in the fellowship hall. Amen. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you.